Welcome to episode two of the Late Night Talking Podcast. My name is Chellum. And I'm Lindsay. And we have a lot on the plate today. Today, we're kind of talking a little bit about Harry Styles, the brand, the cult of Harry Styles, if you will. (laughs) Potty time. I kind of just want to start by saying thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode. Um, And if you took time out of your day to listen to that episode, I'm so we, speaking for both of us right now, we are so appreciative of anyone who listened or liked our TikTok or thought about listening um, and especially appreciative of the people who decided to reach out to us and comment some things they liked or things that we could improve on. Um, We really appreciate that. So if you're listening right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they do this. They should fix this. Then please let us know. Our TikTok is What's our TikTok? Our Twitter. Our Twitter is one at One Direction Pod. At One Direction Pod spelled out. Yeah. Um, pod. My TikTok. I thought we had a TikTok account. I don't know why I thought that. We never had. Um, my TikTok is TPWK Lindsay. L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. Yeah. And mine is sunflowervol.stitch. It's like sunflower volume six, but it's not. It's linked in the bio. Also, this is like the podcast. We market it for directioners, by directioners, but it's by directioners. And you guys are also directioners if you're listening. So yeah, tell us what to talk about. Tell us what to improve on. And we will, we are gals of the people. So we'll do that. I love people. I love Harry Styles. I love directioners. We love you. Yay. Let's get to talking. Let's get to late night talking. Hello, lovers. Hello, lovers. So basically, TSU, which is Texas State University, has a, or they just announced, I want to say like two or three weeks ago, that they are starting a course on Harry Styles, and it's called Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity. And essentially, Lindsay and I think that we can teach the course, if not, you know, (laughs) ace it. For me personally, I really liked the phrase cult of celebrity. I I think definitely like, especially with Harry Styles, it is a cult. Like there are certain sayings, there are certain dance moves, certain clothes, and it's very cultish that we wear, like things that we do and say. So for right now, let's just talk a little bit about the cult of Harry Styles and like what that entails. Wow, that was good. Thank you. I've been Um, practicing. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know if I would say that following Harry is me joining a cult. I think that's a little bit of an extreme. Um, but we are a little extreme over here. So we did start a whole podcast it. dedicated to him. So <laughs> <laughs> we're culties. Uh, culties, Harry culties. I think. Or Harry's. Yeah, Harry's for short. I think one point that we talked about in our first episode, if you've heard it, was out of the five, Harry is just the easiest to be a fan of. Like he's so easy, easily accessible. Lindsay's a Louis girl. I am obviously a Nile girl. If you can't tell about anything about me, I don't know. But from her voice, 
<laughs> yeah, from, from all- her voice. No. That's all you know. Yeah, this is actually Niall Horan speaking right now. So, Irish I- princess. Irish princess. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, there's just something about Harry. It's so obviously like our podcast is named after him. It's just so easy to like him. And I think partly, or not partly, mostly that is attributed to the Harry Styles brand. Yeah. Um, He is just really easily accessible. And I feel like his brand is marketed so much towards the general public. Like I will go grocery shopping with my mother and see at least two Harry Styles magazines where it's like the ultimate fan guide to Harry Styles at Kroger or at Walmart or Sam's Club. Like these are grocery stores and family stores that I feel like who else, who else is doing it? I mean, I've seen BTS, but girl, that's it. Um, nobody else really. So it's like interesting that he's so mainstream at this point that it's so easy to find him everywhere yeah um and also I feel like he takes things and he makes them like a part of his brand like him wearing a kiwi shirt or him wearing a cherry shirt like now those shirts are being sold on Etsy and like people are wearing those and all of his sayings that he comes up with I like treat people with kindness um I have several treat people with kindness stickers in my life um all the love I have one and his tattoos even like everything about him is so recognizable to, I don't know if it's just us or if like a, like, like a John Harry would be able to see and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a Harry fan. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the butterfly tattoo with the fern tattoos and be like, Oh yeah, that's Harry Styles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As much as we are. And I feel like we are definitely an extreme side of the conversation Mm-hmm. um because I mean like my grandma doesn't know who Harry Styles is yeah my grandma doesn't know English so I feel like she definitely doesn't know who Harry is but no I think you bring up a good point talking about like different symbols and things that Harry mm, low-key owns like you know watermelon obviously all of the fruit stuff but even like the butterfly tattoo things like that those are all very like I can see that in public or I see I don't know, like something with a drawing of cherries on it in public. And I'm like, oh, Harry, but I'm a Nile girl. I love all of the boys. I love five seconds of summer. I don't see anything in public and think, oh, that's Louis. You know, like, I feel like everything else is super niche, like Louis's little smiley face or Nile's like heartbreak weather with like the clouds and the storm or something like that. Like all of that is things that you wouldn't normally see in public. But Harry's is, like you said, easily accessible. Like it's just easy to point him out and I feel like that kind of ties into how popular he is it's just easy to connect things to him and I feel like part of the reason why he appeals to as many audiences as he does is because he is sort of feminine in this masculine way but he's portrayed as a good boy but he writes about sex and drugs Mm -hmm. or all of that stuff that kind of isn't something that you would be like oh yes let's talk about that let's talk about doing cocaine let's have some 14 year old kids like my little sister like 
acting like they snort cocaine because Harry Styles did it in Kiwi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's things like that that are a little bit confusing to me. Like mm-hmm. he only writes music. I mean, obviously he writes like breakup songs and like love songs, but like, I feel like the main thing he writes about are sex and drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how that transitions into him being a household name as well as it does. I think that also goes more into his brand though, because he has so many facets to him. And I feel like even when you approach someone who is a fan of Harry Styles, not everyone is the same. Because I feel like you and I, we are fans of Harry. Like we love the little jokes he says. Like we could just sit and listen to him talk for hours. But my old roommate, she is like a Harry Styles fan. And like whenever she sends me videos of Harry, it's always, always like him singing from like TikTok, things like that. Like him performing Fine Line or him performing Sign of the Times. So she's a fan of Harry's music. But the TikToks of Harry that I see on my For You page are him like, cracking jokes on stage him singing to a proposed couple or like him I don't know choking himself on stage during keep driving so I feel like even just within the spectrum of Harry fans you have the people who are there for certain aspects of his music whether that be oh they like him singing about sex and drugs they like his vocal abilities they like the production of his music or they just like Harry like they like how goofy he is they just like seeing little baby Harry you know things like that so I think he's I don't want to use the word accessible again but he just appeals to so many different types of fans and that's also just like part of it I don't know because you have that bad boy Harry but then you also have sweet little Harry who you know wears polka dots and beaded necklaces who worked in a little bakery yeah worked in a little bakery but then like I feel like Louis and Niall don't really have that like Louis is just kind of like the little flip people off and like but he's also has that little sweet baby side. I don't know. I need to stop thinking that much um, as children. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how Harry is, like, I understand how he is as big as he is. Like, he makes good music and he's a good person to be a fan of. But like, what is the difference of him to like, I don't know, like Niall, you know what I mean? Like, what makes Harry so different? that I feel a deep personal connection to Harry and I feel a deep personal connection to his music mm-hmm. and like I could literally look at a picture of him and I could like start crying to the like to the point where he is a part of my life like he is someone who regularly comes up in my life now mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm known for yeah like what was the transition of Louis being my favorite in One Direction to being a Harry that is like recognizable in public as like a Harry girl? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, well, part of that is, so I know we talked about the Liam drama and the Liam um, podcast last in the last episode, but bringing that back up. So Liam, Liam talked about how he was the, you know, space of One Direction. The band was centered around him. But since that episode came out for the Late Night Talking podcast, we, I think a few hours later, the X Factor was like, mm, that's cute. Sit down, Liam. Mm, One Direction was built around Niall Horan, as it should be. But even though kind of Harry wasn't like 
made, there was no leading man in one direction. I hate when people say that, but from the beginning, Harry was always viewed a little bit differently from the other boys. And the term that was kind of coined to Harry, little 16 year old fetus Harry was womanizer. And that kind of, I feel like started his trajectory as being maybe a little bit different from the boys and maybe kind of setting him on a different path. Yeah. And I think that does tie in with his brand. Um, Specifically in interviews, I feel like the only place that it was really pushed was in like interviews. Like people would be like, oh, Harry, who are you dating now? Like, who is the next girl that you're going to get with? Like, it was the stuff that is like personal to him that he now keeps quiet. He keeps completely to himself um, most of the time that was broadcasted to the world. Um, I think it was a part of him that obviously we know he is unlabeled and he can do whatever he wants, like whoever he wants. But to the public eye, he is a straight man who dates all these women back to back to back to back. And it's like, that's not the Harry we know. That's not the Harry I love. And he might do that. That's none of my business. Yeah, I think he was definitely kind of, that womanizer term is just some great point for him. And it really stuck with him, I feel like, because even now, if you tell someone you like Harry Styles, it's like, oh yeah, obviously you do. Like you're a girl in your 20s, you're a little teenage girl. Like, oh yeah, obviously you like Harry Styles. But I feel like, you know, he's he's so, he's marketed in a way that's meant for everybody. Like my dad likes Harry Styles and he is a, over 60 year old bald Indian man who sings as it was in his free time. Well, I just thought about this just now. Before we start discussing the things that could potentially have differing opinions, I think we should do something a little bit more fun. Okay. Um, so I know this whole thing is about the appeal of Harry Styles, but I think it would be fun if we discussed like our personal relationships with Harry Styles and like what he means to us. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure, I can go first. Um, Basically, not to get too deep in it, but obviously, if you listen to the first episode, you know, like, I discovered Harry Styles, like, mainly in 2020. Like, I was was a casual listener in, like, 2018 to now. Um, But that's when I really started liking him. And also, that's when a big life change happened. Obviously, quarantine happened. And now I just view Harry as someone I can go to all the time um, to give me joy and happiness. And also, I just love him. I love his music. I love what he stands for. I love the whole aspect of Harry Styles. I love. Some would say in love. I would (laughs) say that. Who am I to judge? I would actually say that in love. (laughs) <laughs> in love with Harry who would um, say that I would I'm in love with some, him some would say including some me say we're soulmates man <laughs> who am I to say he is just a person in my life that I can go to at any point he's always accessible I can always open YouTube or TikTok and he's always there or Spotify I mean he makes music too I guess um <laughs> I guess he's a singer too. Sometimes I yeah. forget 
I'll just be watching him choke himself on stage and then he sings. I'm like, whoa, when did he become talented? That's so crazy. I know. Like sometimes I'll be watching interviews and then he's like, I wrote this and I played this instrument. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you sing, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, just basically Harry Styles as One Direction as a whole, but Harry Styles is my little home. I love him. I feel so comfortable here. Also, he, getting a little deep, I guess, um, he helped me through a dark time in my life, and now I feel he taught me how to love myself. I just am so grateful for everything that he has done for me. He doesn't know what he did for me. He'll never know, but I know, and I thank him all the time, and I also thank God that he put Harry in my life as well. So that's my relationship with Harry Styles. That's really sweet. I love that. I'm going to try and be as articulate as you because I really like the stuff that you said. I think for me, definitely, again, I was a quarantine directioner and I feel like I, my one direction phase hit me before my hairy face did. I feel like chronologically, like obviously, like I remember in high school, like whenever Lights Up came out and I watched the video and I watched the falling music video premiere, but all of that was just because mostly I wanted to get out of class and then oh yeah, Harry's doing something today, but I, I didn't really care. It was just like, oh cool, this is something I can do. But I think One Direction is what kind of got me into it. And for me, I was a, and I don't want to use this term lightly because I know it can have impact on people, but like a closeted fangirl, also a closeted queer person, but I hope my parents don't listen to this podcast. But I feel like it was one of those things where I like started off loving Big Time Rush and like Victorious and a bunch of like TV shows way more than all my friends did. Like I had their photos all over my locker, all over my notebooks and like things like that. And then in high school, like I was super into the Dolan twins and like reading fan fiction, watching their videos. I ran a fan account on Twitter, Instagram. Maybe you guys followed me. I don't know. But all of those things were kind of things like I would other people knew me as like, oh, she's the Big Time Rush girl. She's the Dolan twin girl. But I didn't it was just kind of like my actions kind of like, I didn't really talk about it a lot. And it wasn't something I felt very, I want to say safe, but like comfortable really talking about. And then quarantine hit and my entire for you page was one direction stuff. And people were so open about their, you know, passion for them. And they would like dissect Harry lyrics and dissect one direction lyrics, or it'd be like a cute little edit of their interview. And for the first time I wasn't alone in my fangirling. And I think more than, actually like One Direction, the band or Harry as a person, I fell in love with the community. And it was just like how welcoming it was. And like, I would make a comment or I would post a TikTok about it. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, like I have the same feeling. Like this photo of Harry also does this to me. Or like this interview also makes me feel like this. Or I really like this quote too. And it was like really the first time I felt accepted in that way. And so I feel like that's also the reason, like I had <laughs> not to get sentimental, but such an emotional connection to Lindsay the first time we hung out. Stop. <laughs> no crying on the potty. But <laughs> I felt like, you know, it was the first time I had met someone IRL who like shared not only the same fangirl energy, but like also over the same things, which was super cool. And so I feel like to me, One Direction and Harry Styles is just very welcoming. And I feel like the community and the fans and even all the concerts I've gone to with like um, Harry, we went to two Louis shows together. 
I've gone to like an Ash show who's like mm, somewhat One Direction adjacent and things like that. I feel like I've, just the community. I love the people and I always feel very safe. So they're just like my safety net. It's a long way of saying that, but that's all. <laughs> that was so sweet. Um, also, it's kind of cool because like the people who listen to this podcast are also like adjacent to like making you feel safe, you know? Yeah. Because like we're all part of this big family. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is so cute. This kind of makes me throw up though. <laughs> I hate how I'm saying this. Uh, um, <laughs> we're, all in, we're all in this together. Wrong, wrong, no. Yes. Okay. Um, we're all here together. We all go through the same things. We all sometimes have the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. We sometimes don't, but we're all still here. We all, I think having something, a big, huge group of people that like the same things is so powerful. Yeah. And we have seen that. <clears throat> I mean, we got walls to number one. What was it? Two years after its release, it got to number one. Actually, mm-hmm. probably just one year. Actually, I think it was like eight months. Eight months after it's released, we got its number one on iTunes. And I mean, as it was, the biggest song in the world, first song, quickest song ever to reach a billion streams on Spotify in the whole entire world. Like us, when we come together to do projects like that, it is the most powerful thing. Even you can see it in fan projects at concerts. Mm -hmm. Everyone is there for the same thing. Everyone is in this gigantic family. We mm-hmm. all love each other. We all feel supported. We all have the same mommy and the same daddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Mommy, Harry, Mommery. 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 And daddery. And daddery. So Anna's our grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, grandma. <laughs> Anna's the grandpa. And. <laughs> That's so funny. Gemma's the uncle. <laughs> so well. Stop misgendering my grandma. <laughs> Anyways. So funny. No, I feel like fan <laughs> projects are so cute though, because our most recent concert, not that I was affected by it, was Five Seconds of Summer in Cincinnati. And not to brag, but one of the most recent interviews that the band did, Luke talked about, they were talking about like their favorite shows that they did on tour. And Luke said that the fan projects in Cincinnati meant a lot to him. I, th- I did not tell you about this. I think I texted you, but I didn't. I don't think I talked about how much this affected me because I sobbed after I saw that interview. I didn't Luke, know that. So during Wildflower, um, basically people were going through the line because people were, were in that line for like over forty eight hours. But they were passing out light up like fake flowers. So during Wildflower, while Callum was singing, we're all like shaking the flowers, and at the very end of Wildflower. We all threw our flowers onto the stage and Luke put one of them in his hair before best years. It was so cute. And then during complete mess, we all held like signs that said you complete us. So things like that, which like in the moment, it just feels like, okay, I'm holding up a piece of paper. Like these are things that, you know, it doesn't take a lot. I feel like Luke could open up his Twitter and see a bunch of nice things about him. Also some mean things, but you know, I feel like majority of nice things. He's a pretty man. But just to see like how as a community, we can come together and do a fan project that does mean a lot to the people who we're like admiring. I feel like it's just a really special way of connecting it. And that kind of just ties in again, the whole community aspect of being a fangirl and being part of a fandom, I think is just super cool. Well, that's actually an interesting point because I don't know if they do that as much at Harry Styles concerts. They didn't do it at ours. That's true. The first fan project I saw was the Keep Driving Lights. Yeah. 
Well, there was one. They ripped that off of Louis from Kill My Mind in Argentina. I was going to say, well, because like I know for Louis shows, even our Louis show in Cincinnati, we had like the colorful lights during um, Only the Brave. So it's like a rainbow of lights around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like during Lights Up, they also had something similar for one of the shows. But like, it's, I don't know. I feel like with, I don't know how I want to word this. I wonder if it's the venue as well, because it's really easy to do. Like we go see our shows at Andrew J. Brady, like that's where I saw Louie and Five Sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to do a fan project there because- So intimate, like it's such a small venue. But Harry's selling out MSG and it's hard. If someone in the nosebleeds is holding up a sign that was like, you are the love of my life. He's not gonna see it. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> R.A.P. Lindsay when she sees Harry in two months. And yep. Oh my gosh. Six days, th- five days. Yeah, two months and five days. If you're going to the October 8th show, I will be going with my father. Let's all make fun of my father. He <laughs> is homophobic. Not. He is, but aren't we all? I'm a little sorry. That's a joke. Sorry, sorry. That's a joke. I can't have two podcasts in a row where I talk about hating gay people when I <laughs> am indeed a gay people. <laughs> I think it's okay because you're a gay person. I am. I mean, do you think it's okay? let me ask yeah I think it's fine then you're good okay um I don't know I think again like I feel like I love it whenever we can connect with our favorite artists but to a level I feel like especially with this Harry's house era I still love him so much and I still think that he is my favorite person in the entire world, but I have been feeling a little disconnected to him recently. Here, whenever I feel disconnected, the thing with the whole Harry's house is I personally feel like it is specifically in Matilda, where he's like, you're just in time, make your tea and your toast. I think that's what he says. Um, I feel as if he is accepting us into his house, like into his home. That's how I picture it. So whenever I feel disconnected, I'm, and then he is singing that song in like the second person point of view where he's like, you, that really does it. That really means a lot for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in fine line, when he's like, when he's like, we'll be all right. Obviously that means a lot to me. I literally sobbed during fine line. We saw Nashville night one, best fine line ever. I didn't say that though. Um, I I do get what you're saying, but also I feel like him being in a different time zone. Yeah. Because I used to watch all the lives and I haven't watched any, but they're all during the day. So I'm like, when he comes back, am I going to be watching the live streams again? Mm -hmm. Because every time I feel like that, I have this whole folder on my TikTok. It's called Comfortery. And I will scroll through my comfortery TikTok collection and I will cry because it's just like videos of him that make me feel as if he is my home and just comforted. Yeah. It's comfortery. But I get where you're coming from and know you're not a bad person. You can think that way because obviously the only side of Harry Styles that we see is the brand. The right. only taste of Harry Styles that we get of him being a person is through interviews and shows, specifically shows. Yeah. Um, and him able being able to be himself during performing is 
like him being able to just pick up a pride flag and run around or him being able to just do everything he wants just is so comforting for me as a person as well because him having taught me hey love yourself it's okay you are loved um it'll be all right excuse me I yawned (laughs) but (laughs) me when I yawn (laughs) when she's yawnery it sounds like gonorrhea though no No, you know I know what I'm referencing. <laughs> I do. I um, was I gonna say? I also have a TikTok holder, except mine is called "Summertime and Butterflies" because that bridge in Olivia is, I think, so comforting to me, and it just feels super sweet. So all of my comfort One Direction videos and a couple Five Sauce videos may have slipped in there, but all of those are like just kind of what I go back to. And not to bring up Five Sauce again, but they do have a song called "Disconnected." Lindsay's glaring at me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they have a song called Disconnected. And one of it's like, you are my getaway. You are my favorite place. And I feel like that's really what, I think that song really describes, I feel like our relationship as a fandom to Harry and One Direction, maybe even Five Sauce. I don't know. But just kind of like how we find comfort in like the hecticness of our world. Whatever you're going through in your personal life, whether it's family issues, relationship issues, or just kind of, some personal things that you're fixing out but then like you said Harry and One Direction all the boys are just like a constant you can kind of turn to and yeah even though they may be putting up a facade or they may kind of be just feeding into a brand it's still something that we can turn to and find comfort and solace in and you know I think that's really beautiful and I think very beautiful very well said thank you congrats you can speak (laughs) Congrats. I would hope you could be able to speak, Instructor Chellum. Oh my gosh, so true. I do teach public speaking classes in case anyone on the pod needs to learn how to present on the potty. I don't know. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. That makes me feel so good that we talked about that because I feel like that is such a relatable thing. Yeah. Especially because, sorry, adding one more. Go. Just, you know because we came into the fandom, I came into the fandom wanting a community and like wanting to be loved, to be loved and to be in love. (gasps) (laughs) Should we get matching tattoos with that? No, no tattoos. I'm not getting a tattoo. You do it though. (laughs) I get it for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, oh yeah, I don't remember. But no, I think sometimes whoever's listening to this podcast, maybe, you know, you're kind of like us. You you're feeling a little disconnected or maybe the, the way that you stay connected and the way you ground yourself is through their music and through the boys. <laughs> and so this is just a reminder to you that that's perfectly fine. You're not alone. We love you. Unless you you're really anti, then we respect, then we respect you. We so love true. everybody. Unless you don't love Louis. But you are loved, just not by us. <laughs> <laughs> I loved not by us y'all stay safe (laughs) y'all stay safe out though for real anyways you are loved you are accepted and you are not alone that's a big thing you are home you are home home you're already you are like papa (laughs) you are like papa sorry that got a little we went on a little tangent there but I'm glad we did so do we want to touch on the 
relationship side of Harry Styles. Um, I personally don't really want to. No, me neither. But also, it's none of our business. And also, I say I don't care. I care a lot. But (laughs) again, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm personally, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I just think that like, there's definitely a lot to be said with Harry and Miss Olivia Wilde. But I feel like that would be better shared closer to the release date of Don't Worry Darling because there's so many things, so many unknowns right now. And I feel like we'll get a lot of answers whenever press interviews start, whenever red carpets start to happen and we see who's on the red carpet with who and what's happening. And whenever Florence starts talking about the movie, I don't know. So I don't want to speak prematurely about any of that even though they've been mm, together for two years, question mark, but that's okay. I feel like if we just wait another month on this topic, we'll get a lot of answers. And so that's what we're going to do. So stay tuned for next month's podcast. (laughs) Debunking Olivia. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know. Also, um, I don't know why I said also. (laughs) I had nothing to say. Absolutely nothing. You know that video of Harry and he's like, I'm not a man of many words. And then he just sits down. Yes. <laughs> That's what you're serving right now. Fetus Harry. Do we think that wraps it up? I feel like, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. That's really all I have to say. Do you have anything else? I don't know. I kind of want to talk about like ideas for future episodes because obviously, so again, thank you so much for the people who are listening to us ramble and talk because genuinely this is what me and Lindsay talk about on a daily basis so we're just kind of doing it with a microphone in front of us now so if you do have a specific topic if you yourself want to be on the podcast literally dm us on our twitter account at one direction pod and like tell us be like hey i listen to the podcast i would love to talk about this and this because this and this and this any song of achilles fans out there (laughs) sorry but I I really want to get like some maybe Wattpad authors to talk about what it's like for them. Maybe some, if you have like your, some favorite TikTokers. No, I know I joked about Brittany Broski last time, but like more accessible. No, that's not a joke. I mean, it's not a joke. Also, my plea still stands. Gibby from Sunroom, if you were listening, please get on the podcast. That's how I'm ending every episode from now on. Gibby, please. Gibby, please. Ew. <laughs> Gibby. Please, Gibby. He'd laugh. He'd giggle. No, he would block me, I think. If he, if I'm not already blocked by Gibby. I know one more thing to talk about. What? Do you think Harry Styles has Be Real? <gasps> no, I genuinely don't think so. I don't think he's on his phone enough. Oh, that's true. Then who'll be posted on Instagram for him? Do you think he posts those? No. I know. Oh, he yeah. Does. Do you remember that one video of that girl and she was filming everything for HSQ? Yeah. From Brittany Broski's thing. Oh. Yeah. I don't think. I The only t- times recently that I think Harry Styles has used his own Instagram account was to film. Who was it? Wolf Alice. Alice Wolf. My baby. That was so cute. Yeah, Wolf Alice. Then- Yes, Wolf Alice, and then to post about um, his ring getting back. And maybe to like a couple photos, but I think, again, part of the Harry Styles brand is him not posting on Instagram as much. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Oh, sorry. That was, this is not related. Yeah, (laughs) for it. 
So I got these headphones um, and because someone had suggested that we fix our audio a little bit better. So I got these headphones. So let me know if me, my voice sounds better. This is Lindsay. Um, if you didn't know, you probably didn't. How would you have known? Um, <laughs> you don't know who we are. We are just two yeah. voices coming from your phone. <gasps> Can we? Oh, no, stop it. I need to stop talking about him. No, just say it. No, just I don't want it. to. I don't want to. No, we are pro saying things. That's what this podcast is. It's so true. I was we gonna... are pro speaking. Pro speech. Pro we are pro talking. Late night talking. Pro late night talking yeah. at 6 p.m. I think I was just going to say there's a Callum Hood Spotify like podcast video. I saw that face. And it's just him leaving a little voicemail. And I cry to that sometimes. But I have it in the past week. So that's why it is irrelevant to me. But why was I going to So disclaimer, Callum does like Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> she's talked a lot about five sauce but i I love harry styles i'm just currently really in a five sauce it's a subplot yeah i needed a little side mission and my side mission is callum hood there's nothing else to say about that so valid so the main the main plot of my life um harry styles is the main character of my life i'm a side character to harry and to add a little spice callum hood is under the picture there's nothing else to say Nile Horn is the end goal. I have this whole fantasy plan out of my head. I'm not going to talk about it because it's so embarrassing. That will be for another day. But anyways. We could talk about that. We have like a whole list. Our current list of our potty ideas are 15, 15 long. That's it. It's just 15. But I mean, I think 15 is a lot. Yeah. I can sit here and talk for hours. Hours. Okay. Sometimes when I talk in my British accent, I think I sound like Adventures, Adventures of Harry. Of One Direction. Adventures <laughs> of Bitches of One Direction, Harry. No, I get it. I love him. I love Harry Styles. I love Harry. Ew. Uh. Just, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing Lindsay does is when she does something and gags at herself. <laughs> it's so funny. So I'm just, like a metaphobic too. <laughs> like other people <laughs> gagging makes me have a panic attack. However, I will be gagging. Oh my gosh. Speaking of panic attack, this is <laughs> again, I hate to bring up five sauce, but you talked about gagging. Can we talk about the girl who peed in the five sauce pit? No, Should we? This was oh. like a couple of oh. <laughs> No, no one peed at our show. I promise. Everyone controlled their bladder. I have to Legally, I have to. But no, so I saw Twitter like update account. It was just someone has peed in a pit. No other follow up tweets. No one like, saying, oh my gosh, I smelled it too. It was just that, and nobody addressed it. And I think about it every day. I want to say it was a Philly show, but I don't know, and I don't want to misspeak. But if you or a loved one knows anyone who has peed in the five sauce pit. Please tell them to join our podcast. I just want to talk. I'm not here to bully. I'm not here to shame because I get I get the poops when I get excited. I've never pooped in pit. <laughs> like, don't say that. Don't say that. I just, I, I just want to chat and be like, how's it going? What happened? Describe the situation. We know how you smell. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Let me tell you something about that five sauce pit. Something about that five sauce pit. Thank you. 
top five sauce fans for real. Hey. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay, anyways. Thanks for listening, I guess. Tune in next oh. week. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's, that's commitment right there. Tune in next time we feel mm. committed. Turn on our post notifications. <laughs> like and subscribe. Okay. Ending Sorry. it. Ending it right. Wait. Treat people with kindness. All the love. Peace. No. All faith in the future. Nobody is listening. Nobody. Nobody. You make me complete. Oh, keep calm. And rock on. Ending it. All right. Keep calm and pod on. Pod on. Bye. I love you. Bye. (laughs)